Well, good morning. Welcome back to Verbal Value, a journey to consciousness. It's your girl, Vanna, and we are set now for day 25 out of 31 Decrees of Blessing for Your Life. And what we have today, the Lord said, blessed with freedom. Oh, I, just that word in itself speaks volumes. But the decrees are as follows. I decree that I have been set free from all oppression through Christ. I decree that I rejoice in my God-given freedom. I am free indeed. I decree that I am free to live. I am free to love. And I am free to be in Christ. I decree that I am free to run my race in life and finish strong. I decree that I am free through Christ from the law of sin and death. I decree that my head has been lifted high above my enemies and my feet are set upon the solid rock. I decree that the Lord has set me free from my enemies. I decree that the spirit of the Lord lives in me and gives me liberty to love extravagantly. I decree that I use my freedom to serve others. I decree that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The spirit of liberty dwells richly in me. My God. Oh, this was a good one, honey. (laughs) Day 24. Five is blessed with freedom. And I'm going to tell you, I have never felt so free in my life. I'm, I am over the moon with gratefulness to God for what he's done in my life, what he's added and what he's taken away. I am so grateful. And bondage was one of the the major things that he took away because where there is bondage, there is no freedom. You can say whatever you want to, but where there is bondage, there is no freedom. So I thank God for being set and free. (laughs) I I thank God for being set free. So I, I don't do bondage of any form. Okay. God created me to be a free thinker and to have a mind of Christ, a mind to be able to think with rational thought, good thought, positive thought, elevating thought. Okay. So Christ consciousness is being aware of my higher self and my lower self. Okay. I've said before, I don't believe in heaven or hell, but if that's your belief that um, that's what awaits you, then that's your business. I've lived hell on earth. So that was reality enough for me. I, I don't believe that there's some underground pit that the Lord is waiting to torment me with for an eternity. That's not, again, we probably may uh, serve different gods because I absolutely don't serve a God that would do that. So I have lived hell on earth and it took that to teach me, to, to get an understanding of what the idea of heaven would be like, which is the highest version of myself. Anything that's hell on earth was just me living my lowest version of myself. So therefore, that you know, there's there's a saying that says, what's done in the dark will come to light. And that's what God has put in my spirit in the last few days. And I'm getting an understanding of that because basically what that means, and, and 
let me just remind you that when I speak of things, I'm only ever going to speak from my own life, my truth that I know to be factual. I'm not going to give you somebody else's he say, she say, or what somebody said happened. I'm giving you the full-blown truth and reality of my life. So in my lowest points is when I was living a life that was not what God had designed to be my highest self. Had I not done and gone through that lower realm, I wouldn't be able to appreciate my higher self or even recognize that I wasn't at my highest self. So, you know, I... I've said, and I'll continue to say, I am of no religion. I don't do religion, okay? You, you have to do the etymology of some of these words. And, you know, religion is a form of bondage. I'm sorry. So, no thank you. God never called me a Christian or any other label. I don't want to be labeled anything. I don't need an identifier to know who I am. I am that I am, period. That's it and that's all. I am because God is. I belong to God. That is my identifier. That's the only title I need. Who's your daddy, God? Who do you belong to, God? That's it. That speaks volumes in and of itself. Nothing else needs to be added, okay? I don't need to be a part of 50 billion, there's 50,000 different groups, 4,200 religions. Really? Really? And then there's that one infinite God. And so, no, thank you. Mm -mm. That's that's too much divinity to try to stack in some label. Okay. I don't need an identifier. I'm okay walking with God in a one-on-one. I'm okay with that. I don't have to be a part of a group to say, well, if I say that I'm a Christian, that makes me this. No, no, that's not something I need. Those are labels and identifiers. no. I, I don't need that. I belong to God. I'm going to make that very clear. So it is in him that I, I live, I move, and I have my being. So when I hear things like, I have a devil to fight, I don't, <laughs> okay? I, I, I can't live, move, and have my being in God and then say that I have a devil to fight. So that's my problem in some of these belief systems, because really, what do you believe? God said that about three years ago when I told where the church I was going to at the time, I told the pastor, I said, well, the Lord put in my spirit, just a simple question. What do you believe? I get it now. I get it now. So it's not about what I believe. It's what I know. I know God for myself. Okay. Period. I don't have a devil to fight. In one breath, I'll hear somebody say I have a devil to fight. And then in the other breath, the battle is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. Well, make up your mind. Because if the battle truly, let me, let me, let me go back. If you truly believed that the battle belongs to the Lord, you could never say out of your mouth, I have a devil to fight. That's an oxymoron. Those two things don't go together. Either the battle belongs to the Lord or it doesn't. Either it belongs to you or it belongs to the Lord. So I'm telling you, it is in him that I live, I move, and I have my being. I don't have a devil to fight. Are, are you serious? Absolutely not. And years ago, he even changed my, my verbiage when I used to say, because these were old school sayings. And, and listen, I, I've been in, in the church for all of my life, okay? 
at 48, 48 years is a long time. And I always just try to stick with 11 months of age to age 19. I miss zero church. 19 years, even if you're 19 years in prison, that's called institutionalized. Okay. So listen, I, I, I have a very good firm foundation. And the whole point of what my parents did was to make sure that I would have a relationship with the Lord for myself. Job well done to my mother in heaven. Job well done, mama. Thank you to my 80 year old father. I thank you. Thank you, daddy for instilling me with everything that I needed so I could get out of bondage of religion and of labels to try to have an identify. Oh, I don't think so. Baby, I belong to God and that is all I need. Okay. Understand that you're seeking for something else that you don't even need. You need to be trying, instead of seeking a title and uh, seeking religion, you, you need to seek a relationship. A relationship. So before I had a, a solid relationship like I have now, I used to call God the voice because it was always there. And I, again, based off of what religion taught me and Christianity taught me as a child, I grew up believing that because <laughs> belief systems. So I grew up believing that God loved me, but he didn't particularly like me because of something that I was labeled with called sin. Really? So the whole purpose of Jesus was to die, to get rid of all sin. Well, based off of the Nicene Creed and the the Nicene Council, um, that information alone is, considering its historical fact, um, what I now know is I was never born in sin, okay? Sin was an archery term meant to miss the mark, so that's the problem with taking on labels. And if, if there was no sin, then what did I? Okay. So at, at the end of the day, I, I thank God for my relationship that walked me into all truth of who God is and who God is in my life. No, I was never born in sin. Okay. I wasn't born with this deficit. Okay. S- something you can s- slap on me as this negative connotation for the entire human race. Are you serious? No, I, I reject that. So this is what freedom has done for me. And growing up in, in the church, we used to have these sayings that I'm going to get back everything the devil stole from me. Huh? And I believe I was still getting high when I came into the, the realization that the devil never stole anything from me because the devil will ne- never have more power than God. That is my belief. That is my fact. That is my truth. The devil has no power, so I don't give uh, place to something that's lower than what I stand with. Why would I say that the devil stood? No, the devil didn't steal nothing from me. The devil don't have enough power to steal anything from me. Anything the devil got of mine, I gave it to him. Let me make that clear. Anything that the devil got of mine, I gave it to him. The devil can't take anything from me. Stop lowering yourself. Stop selling yourself short. If you really believe that it's in God that you live, move, and have your being, how is the devil taking anything from you? How is it that you have every day you have a devil to fight? No, let me tell you some truth about my life. Every day I have a choice to make. Every day I have a decision to make. Either I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And that's where responsibility and accountability comes down to knowing who you are with a Christ consciousness that certain things you just aren't going to do. 
That has nothing to do with saying I have a devil to fight. How is how is that possible? My God, nothing could be farther from the truth. If you profess that it's in God that you live, move, and have your being, how in the name of Christ could you then out of the other side of your mouth say that you have a devil to fight? Either the battle belongs to you or it belongs to God. And I want to tell you, if you are walking with God, then there is no possible way that the battle belongs to you. And if you believe that the battle is yours, then you're not walking with God. Wake up call. You're not walking with God, with a devil to fight. Oxymoron. Those things don't go together. Listen to what is coming out of your mouth. That's why it's so important. Choose life. Watch what it is that you're saying. Speak life. Why are you giving giving precedence and giving time and effort speaking of something that should be lower than what you profess you believe? How is that possible? I don't know what God you serve that's, that's weak like that. That the so, so what you're saying is Satan is able to whoop God. Basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> I want you to realize what it actually breaks down to. No, you're not. You know, listen, even when I was in the street, drunk and high, and I keep saying this so you get an idea of where I came from. I came out of the church, but I also was in the street. That's why people say, oh, when I when I was in the street getting high, people say, all you talk about is God. Also, all you talk about is, so, well, listen, out of the abundance of the heart, period. You can only get out of me what's been poured in me. So then if I'm in a church environment, then I probably will talk about my street life. Do you understand? There's my, my balance. I have the God life and the street life. But the, problem, the, the only issue was I took my God life everywhere I went. <laughs> Hi, I talked about the Lord. Drunk, I talked about the Lord. I couldn't help it. I'm 48 years old and I'm not changed. I still talk about the Lord. And people tell me that. Is that all you have to talk about? Well, man, if that's all you're hearing, I guess so. Period. I'm not ashamed of that. I thank God that that, that is the, the topic of most of my conversation. I'm comfortable with that. It's energizing to me. It feels good to me. It feels good to talk about the Lord. I've never been so excited lately. Listen, for whatever reason, when November hit, he just lit me on fire. So let me tell you something. There's something in that book that says, he that knows their God will do exploits. Well, they that do know their God shall do exploits. Well, see, here's the thing where I'm at in my life. Yes, I know God. It's not what I believe. I know God, period. And I know the God in my life, the God of my life. So therefore, all my life should be yielding. Moving forward is nothing but exploits. That's what I'm looking for to happen. Exploits, period. Stuff happening that there's no possible way it should have happened. In and of myself, I know. Just like I have a car, a, a, a newer car. It's not brand new, but it's new to me. How about that? How about that? A 2016 convertible. Buick Cascada, a, a, a car that Buick has not made a convertible. So Buick has not added, had a, a convertible in 25 years. Yet and still, with my credit not really being where it should have been, Everything about the whole deal, I'm telling you, was nothing but the Lord. I'm very serious. Everything about that entire deal was nothing but God. So I, I kept my, my Mustang. I love my Mustang. I really did. But that was a, a problem with the, the, the convertible top leaking. 
I mean, seriously, like every time it rained hard, the car would get flooded. That's the problem I had with the other Mustang convertible I had. And so God just said, well, here, let me take this off of your hands and take this one instead. See, I didn't continue. I didn't whine or anything. I just said, Lord, listen, you know, this is a problem. <laughs> Seriously, I wasn't really uh, going car shopping, car hunting. I was actually just wanted to get my car refinanced so I could get lower payments because I had set two more years. I had a ridiculous, ridiculous interest rate. And I do mean ridiculous. That's what bad credit will do for you. Okay. <laughs> ridiculous. So I can say this time around, God dropped my interest rate by 10 points. So that's a blessing in itself. Everything that happened with this car is an exploit. Period. I could not have done it. In a, a, just me, if I said that I had a devil to fight, I wouldn't have gotten that car. Let me just say that. There's no possible way I could have gotten that car because nobody did that but the Lord. The entire deal, nobody did it but the Lord. Okay? Um, and that's real talk. Real talk. So, you know, the devil can't tamper with anything that God has given me. Period. The devil can't tamper with me. That's just not going to happen because I don't walk by myself. I, when I was in the street, I let them know, listen, I don't care nothing. I don't care what you just said. I don't care nothing about you having no gun. I don't care about nothing. I tell you, it might look like I stand here by myself, but I, I'm not by myself. And I, and I made it very clear even when I was in the street. So now, and I'm not in the street anymore. Do you think I'm ever going to declare or decree anything other than what I said then? Now, I'm still not by myself. I don't care when you look at me what you see. I'm telling you, you're not just looking at me. And that's a guarantee. I'm never by myself, ever. And I used to tell people, listen, if you think that I'm by myself, buck me if you want to and sit back and wait. He'll let you know that I'm not by myself. And listen, God doesn't play. Do you understand? No, I don't do anything. I don't have to do anything. I used to, years ago, I used to pray for people and say, Lord, please don't light them up. Because I knew it was coming. Because people did me so dirtball bad. I mean, foul. And I'm, I'm talking, Christian, please, foul. And I prayed. I said, Lord, please don't. Now, I'm not praying nothing. Because if, you, if, you, if you're big and bad enough to have that type of unchristlike behavior, then you're big and bad enough to read the outcome behind it. Trust and believe. <laughs> For every action, there is a reaction. I don't care what title, you know, calling yourself a Christian and think, thinking that that makes you exempt. You're not exempt. That really, in common sense, should tell you, you ought to know that you're going to be in more trouble. Okay? I mean, you should know how to do right without a label. Okay? It should just be in you to do. And that's even worse if you say, I am a Christian, and you and it's, you feel that it's okay to treat people like garbage, but you say that you follow Jesus? Really? I, I get who, who his character was in itself. If nothing else, he's symbolic of L-O-V-N-E, love. And when you can call yourself a Christian, but you can't walk in love, you can't walk in kindness. Somebody says, Merry Christmas or Happy Thanksgiving, and you don't have enough spiritual wherewithal to say, thank you, same to you, but you don't say anything. And you say that you follow Jesus, that you love unconditionally, that you have the love of Christ. Get out of here. Get out of here. People will always say, your actions tell your story. Please hear me. People will get tested time and time again and will fail the same test over and over and over and over again. What is that test? Eventually, you're going to get an understanding. This test is just a 
a simple test of love. Do you really love the way that you say that you do? Do you really love your enemies? Do you love the ones that despitefully use you? Do you really? I'm telling you, you don't, okay? You don't. That whole, you know, I'm telling you, people hide behind this word Christianity. Just you hide behind it. And say, well, as long as I say that I'm a Christian, that, that's it. And that's, no, that's not it. Because if you truly are a Christian, as if you believe what you say you believe, and you claim and profess to follow Jesus, really? You can't be nice? You can't be kind? You can't reciprocate kindness? No, you don't follow Jesus. And no, you don't have a mind of Christ. I, I need you to know that. Keep failing the same test if you want to. Your actions tell on you. Saying you're a Christian is not enough. Walk it out. Learn how to love. If somebody, listen, I don't care what it is. If you want to one-up me in some way, try to out-love me. That's it. <laughs> try to be nicer. And see, sometimes when, when you are extremely like, nice, like, I'm not, yeah, yes, I am. To the point that people will say, this girl is a fool, okay? She's a fool, because I wouldn't have done that. They did this to me, and she still did this. That's, sweeties, that is the true mind of Christ. When you can love your enemy, when you can still bless those that despitefully use you, the ones that talked about you like a dog, the ones that won't even speak to you when you walk in the church, those are the people. Now, that's walking with the Christ consciousness. That's being um, an example. Let me use just a simple word, an example of the love of Christ. Okay, it's a shame before God when I can walk up in the club and complete strangers are quick to speak. Hey, how you doing? I mean, we'll come up to you. Now I can just go and sit down and just some of the nicest people I've met in 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 the last couple of days. I mean, nice. There's nobody in there professing and wearing talking about I'm a Christian. Hey, how are you doing? Just, Just simple courtesy, common courtesy. And not to say that they weren't Christians. I'm just saying, it's, it's a shame before God that people are nicer to you in the club than they are to you in church. And then you wonder why people leave the church. What are you doing as a leader that's, that's sending your people away, people that followed you, people that walked with you for years? You can't keep using this excuse. And we find scripture for anything that we want to justify something that goes wrong or what we want to do that's wrong. We'll find, we'll, there's a scripture for everything. You can justify anything you want to wrong or right by just merely finding a scripture. Well, my sheep might know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. You weren't a stranger for three and four and five years. So what have you done that has made the difference? Your voice hasn't changed. What have you done that people don't follow you or they stop following you? What have you done? Listen, God is not playing about his kids. I'm telling you, you can say whatever you want to. God is not playing about his kids and he's not going to allow you or anyone else to think that you can treat his people any type of way and he's going to be okay with it. Warning comes before destruction. I'm telling you, it's not okay. It's not Stop making excuses. It's not enough to say I'm a Christian. It's not enough to say I follow Jesus and talk about Jesus, but then you can't seem to muster up that Jesus love. It just, come on people, come on. 
You can't just say something and not be it. And that's what people are looking at. Outsiders looking at Christians saying, what the world? And then you, you have people, and I'm sorry, but just ignorant stuff saying that, oh, well, you had club hurt, but you didn't stop going to the club, but you would get church hurt and, and stop going to church. For every person who's ever said that, please think about what it is that you're saying. In the name of all that's holy, try to use just a modicum of common sense. You should never expect the same treatment in the church that you would get in the club. Now, see, if somebody cuss you out in the club, you know, back in the day, listen, we had, we got something for that. Either I'm going to cuss you out. Depends on what you're doing. You, you get too, too, too off to the left, you might get your head cracked open with a bottle. You can't expect the same behavior in the church where you're supposed to go for a healing. People know in the club they're not going for a healing unless after the club they want some sexual healing. But for the most part, they just came to have fun, to turn up. That's a, a whole different atmosphere, the club and the church. And if you don't know the difference, shame on you. Check your belief system. How in the name of Christ could you honestly believe that what you get in the church could actually be uh, equivocal to what happens in the club? Club hurt, club hurt is different because club hurt in that club, they will hurt you back. But reasonably in, in the church, when you treated me wrong, I can't, you know, I can't reasonably go up to you and smack the taste out of your mouth. Though I wanted to, I didn't because I knew better. So there's different things you would do in the club atmosphere than you would do in the church. First of all, you shouldn't bring street behavior into the church. So it's better that they leave than crack your head open. You don't want your head busted open to the white meat while you're praying for something that you did, some foolishness that you did and thought it was okay. Stop comparing church hurt to street hurt, club hurt. Those two things are totally different. Unless you want people to start bringing back and retaliating with the same street behavior that you bring up into the church. Then you're just going to have an all-out free-for-all. No good. No good. So stop comparing the two. People aren't stupid. Even people that spend a lifetime in the, in the street and they never been to church thought that the church is somewhere that they could get some form of healing. That they can come out better than before they went in. Unfortunately, and this is just recently... The people in the club were so much more receptive than the people in the church. And that is a shame. It is a shame before God. And truthfully, I never had problems in the street with people. I didn't. My whole, my whole club years and all that, I didn't have problems with people. And I got drunk and talked about the Lord. I was high, talked about the Lord. They talked back. Just conversation to spread throughout the, the whole club. And I went to small clubs. I used to call it my church. And they tell me, I'm going to a club called Bartell in Akron, Ohio. And I called it my church. It was a small crowd of people who just wanted to unwind. Have a drink, turn up, have fun, basically. I didn't have issues until, I mean, seriously. Until the last few years in the church I never had problems in the club and it's a sh- I'm gonna say it again it's a shame before God when you have street type problems in the church it doesn't belong there so that's street behavior it's not the, the the edifice itself it has nothing to do with the building and the construct it's the people check yourself check your behavior Lord man listen <laughs> and yeah and, and you wonder why they leave 
That's a shame because it's not that they're leaving God. They don't want to be bothered with the people. You got more folks streaming online than a little bit. They said, well, at least I can still get the word. I ain't got to deal with her or him and his foolishness and her foolishness and, and they couples thing that they got going on, screwing people in the church. It just makes the atmosphere hard. It makes the atmosphere hard. It really does. I Trust me, I know. I'm, I will never, ever, ever again date somebody that I go to church with. That's just no good. <laughs> I'm telling you, this just spells trouble. It's no good. And I told you, I'm always going to speak about my truth and what I know to be factual. It doesn't work. Anyway, Lord, have mercy. Freedom. Freedom. Nobody wants to be in bondage of any form. I thank God for the, the, the freedom that I have with God to just know right from wrong. You, you, you can't, I'm telling you, you can't be in a real relationship with God and then do just any and everything. You can't. I, I mean, and if you can, then you're really not walking with him the way that you think that you are. It's not in him that you live, move, and have your being, and then you can treat people any old type of way and be okay with it. Live any old kind of way and be okay with it. I mean, people have gotten so caught up in these labels. Say, just just as, as long as I say that I'm a Christian, I'm just going to do whatever, just whatever. But I'm going to say that I'm a Christian. Child, bye. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't do labels. I belong to God, period. <laughs> I am because he is, period. And that's just full-fledged. Now, that's... Arrogance, And that's one of my many made-up words. Arrogance. H-E-I-R-O-G-A-N-C-E. Never A-R-R-O-G-A-N-C-E. No, I've never been an arrogant person. People used to perceive me as that, unfortunately, because they didn't know any better. But I pride myself on being a child of God. I pride myself on my relationship with God because I, though... The voices I called have been with me my literally my entire life. I now understand the voice. And the voice of God speaks just as plain as day. So I, again, when I say that, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, because it was what was written in the book that gave me a foundation. Okay. But, you know, in that same book, it says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman who needed not be ashamed. So you need to study, period, study. And I'm telling you, get a relationship with him, he'll give you exactly what to study because if you don't learn how to rightly divide, the fact that it says that, if you don't rightly divide the truth, you just believe any and everything. You can't possibly believe that everything that's written that God said, there's something terribly wrong with you if you do. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, real talk. There's something terribly wrong with you if you believe that about your God. So I, I, I don't need secondhand information or someone's perception, because really the the book is full of pop. Perspective, opinion, and perception. For example, just just perception, the first thing that pops in my mind is Peter. I perceive it to be the truth that God is no respecter of person. Peter said that. That's what he perceived. Really? But we, we walk around saying it like, 
God said that. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lord, just get in a relationship. I promise you, once you get in a relationship with God, you will know the truth. I promise you, you will know the truth. Lacking nothing. Okay? I didn't lose anything. The truth, actually, I gained. I didn't lo- I gained a relationship. A strong relationship with the Lord. Okay? I promise you. The, the truth doesn't actually take away. It adds to. And that's the blessing that I, that I have. It didn't, the truth, it almost killed me at first because I, I, my mind was blown. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was angry. I was mad as all outdoors because I felt like my entire foundation had been ripped away from me. Do you understand? And I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't even, I'll never be able to articulate how badly I felt and how hurt I was until the Lord spoke and said verbatim, what's the problem? I've been with you this entire time. Once I heard that, I was like, oh my, oh my God, I didn't lose my source. See, that's really what the fear was. I thought I had lost my source of my being. Oh, child by, I didn't know. I didn't lose anything. I gained a true, solid, firm relationship with the Most High. It doesn't get any better than that. So that's where my truth comes from. And I don't have a problem. I'm gonna make it clear. I always say the book. I don't. I don't have a problem with the with the Bible. Okay. You can glean from anything. At least you should be able to. And, and I, I can glean from anything. There's knowledge everywhere. Okay. I, I just have learned to eat the meat and throw away the bone. That does that does not apply to me. My spirit won't receive it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Okay. That that applies to me, I receive. So that's where my foundation stems from. And I got and it got me to where ultimately I was supposed to be. And that's with a relationship, in a relationship with God. Not a relationship with religion. Not a relationship with labels. I don't need an identifier, okay, to so that I know who I am. I know who I am and I know whose I am. So again, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I belong to God. It's just that simple. Nothing, nothing's going to ever, well, there's no doubt at all. There's nothing anybody could say to me. You can piss me off, but there's, there's nothing you can say to me that, that's ever going to change that fact. Not a belief. Fact. Because that's exactly what it is. So when I say, for God, I live, and for God, I'll die. I mean that. And I've been saying this for years, even before I got in this close relationship, because that's just how I felt. Listen, we, we, we've been together for a very long time, okay? The relationship is really unbreakable at this juncture, but I'm just saying, he's been with me forever, okay? When I wasn't so much with him, but, you know, I knew the voice wasn't going anywhere, so I said, well, okay. <laughs> and I spoke a lot differently than I do now, you know? I, I, I'm telling you, I started to think of me and said, who are you? What you're saying? I know, Lord, I thank you. So <laughs> I'm grateful. So I'm, I'm just excited about life. I'm, ex- I'm excited about my relationship with God. I'm excited about what's to come. I think I may have told you a few podcasts back. I was seeing the numbers uh, 9, uh, 21, 9, 12, 10, 29. Every way on the clock that you can see um, 9, 12. And it was such a blessing to me. And then the, the, the uh, company that I work for, I had to uh, go out to the office and never noticed the address is 9120. I said, Lord, have mercy. So he 
always, he, he always finds a way to give me an understanding of that that he shows me. And so what I'm excited about, because all of those numbers go into 2019, which is 2019. I'm looking for amazing things to happen next year. Uh, and in one word, exploits. That's what I'm looking for. So some stuff that you, you would absolutely know. If you look at the facts, like for instance, if I sat down with someone and showed them the facts of you know my, my, my status, they would know that there's no possible way I should have gotten the card that I have now. They would know it. Okay, so what I'm saying is God has already started. Maybe that, that cow came from the Lord. And ain't no devil can't tamper with nothing that, that, that concerns my life uh, because I'm not by myself. So I don't give place to the devil something that's lower than, than what I, I stand with. That's foolishness. Okay, absolutely not. And so um, I wanna make sure you get a clear understanding of this. It is in God that I live, I move, and I have my being. So nothing less than God is going to touch me. Do you understand? It's just not possible. I guess the only time I, I could have been touched is when I didn't acknowledge the fact that I really wasn't touched then either. I'm going to be honest. So uh, it definitely ain't going down now. I just like to make it very clear. Um, I said in the street, Drunk and high, and I'll say it to you, right here, sober is all outdoors. You can't touch this, period. Now, find me anything that can overpower the God that I serve. Then we can have a talk, okay? But watch, watch what you, watch what comes out of your mouth. Please, choose life, speak life. Stop talking about you have a devil to fight. It, well, I'm not going to, you know what? If, you, if that's what your belief is, but I just want to let you know, you can't believe that you have a devil to fight, but the battle belongs to the Lord. Those two, that's an oxymoron. Those two things don't go together. So I just want you to be aware of what you're saying out of your mouth. It's either one or the other. It can't be both. So the battle belongs to you or it belongs to the Lord. So either... God is fighting your battles, and that means the enemy or the devil, whatever you want to call this thing, you know, <laughs> this spirit. Either it belongs to you as a person or it belongs to the Lord. So if I were you, I, I would I would I would stop saying that. I really would. And and recognize who has all power. The one that you profess that you believe in. Yeah. You, you, you know the right one, <laughs> okay? You know the right one. Don't, don't speak of anything, Lord and God, because that's insulting to him. I just want you to know that. That's an insult. Seriously, that's an insult. And you say, in, you, in me, you live, move, and have your being, but yet you have a devil to fight. How, how does, yeah, okay. Anyway, so I think I'm done. I think I've gotten out everything that I needed to. Um, unfortunately, when I recorded, I hit the wrong button in my excitement earlier, so... Um, hopefully this, this all came out, uh, the way it should have, uh, I think it like 15 minutes and three seconds, I hit the button and so now I had to go back in and I'm, I'm really not savvy with this. Seriously. I just like hit, hit a button, record and talk. Um, but yeah, so let's hope that this works out. Listen, I'm, I'm wishing you a very happy and blessed rest of your day. This is the day that the Lord has made. 
and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Be happy. Seriously, be happy. Be grateful for life, honey. Just life itself. You know how happy you should be just to be living? When so many are gone. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for life. I really am grateful for life. I'm grateful for love. I'm grateful that I love myself. I'm grateful that I like myself. And I'm super stoked that God loves and he likes me. I love it. You know, I couldn't have a a, a better friend, father, lover, you name it. That's what God is to me. Seriously. (laughs) All things to me. So doesn't get any better than that so yes do I have what I need absolutely y'all buy I'm not I'm not lacking anything in the spirit nothing at all ain't nobody talking about money because you know what what God is come on that supersedes any dollar amount okay nobody will ever be that rich I don't care how much money you have (laughs) my wealth is in my spirit my wealth is in my wisdom my wealth is in my the love the wealth is in the relationship. Let me tell you. <laughs> because all these things shall be added. So that's why I said, seek ye first the kingdom. Now, in that same book, the kingdom is on the inside. If you read correctly, that's, it is what it says. So I, you know, I'm going to have to start doing my homework. And um, usually I just speak out of my spirit. But I'm going to see. I'm going to have to start getting, uh, pulling where exactly I get this stuff from. Because it's just drilled in me. Um, I told you, you can't uh, be in the church as long as I have and not have no word in you. I got plenty of word, trust me. But I, I need to, to be able to say where exactly it is so you don't think I'm just making this stuff up. Because I assure you I'm not. It's in there like Prego. It's in there. So the kingdom is on the inside, okay? So seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's a personal relationship. It should all be coming together for you. If the kingdom is on the inside, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Well, it's the ruler of my kingdom, baby. And when the kingdom suffers violent, the violent will take by force. I don't play when it comes to my father. I really don't. He doesn't play when it comes to me either. But I'm telling you, I don't play. So, you say whatever you want to. Nothing's going to diminish the relationship that I have with God. Absolutely nothing. Or no one. Okay. The world didn't give it. <laughs> and the world can't take it away. Know that. So listen, I love you. I love you. I love you. Most importantly, God loves you. Um, sometimes I have to go on my spiritual tangents because it's just in me. And um, I'm not going to apologize for what was said. But just know that it all comes from a place of love. And uh, we all have something to work on, you know, where we can improve we should never get so complacent and con- so content with ourselves that we've reached some pinnacle. Listen, every day is a is another day for me to get better. Okay, to 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 literally walk and grow into my my highest self. So, I'm just saying, I I I I'm not there yet. I'm on a permanent road of consciousness with the Lord. Okay, so. Um, as he gives me revelation, it just comes out the way it, it just, it is what it is, period. So some things we can't sugarcoat. That's the problem. We're not going to be sugarcoating anything, at least not on this podcast. No, okay. So no, the Lord ain't playing that, but we, we do everything in love. Please know that it's from the heart. God loves you. There's nothing or nobody that he created that he does not like and, and that he does not love. He absolutely loves you. So that should be music to your ears. 
kids. So just be mindful to keep a Christ consciousness. You can't just, you know, fall under a label and think that it's going to be enough. It's not enough. You can't profess one thing and live something totally different. Your actions should line up with what you say you believe. That's all I'm saying. So just make sure that your your walk and your talk coincide. Um, Again, I will be uh, back on tomorrow. I, I wish you a blessed rest of your Sunday. And um, love and light. God bless you. And namaste.